0: Starting off the morning with a funky beat, Mr. Burn I like it I'm feeling it <laughs> Lost my virginity to the song <laughs>
1: What uncle Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Gentlemen JoJo! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To my left, from Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. One of my favorite cities. You love it. In the country. I'm not joking. Rust yeah. Belt. Motown. Yep. Coney Dogs. Gary Ken.
0: To my right. By the way, I was going to ask you about this. Uh, I know that the football season just started, so I didn't know if you were as excited about the Steelers as you are the Penguins. But to my right... From Pittsburgh, PA, Steve Byrne, everybody. Oh,
1: so good to be here.
0: Are you excited about the Steelers or you don't care about them?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're from Pittsburgh, it's yeah. Steelers, Steelers 24 7, 365. But I'm, you know, I'm always, I'm more pens than I am Steelers, but I love, I'll watch any, yeah.
0: By the way, uh, we are in the fall season. Labor Day has ended, summer's over. Thank you for that. Yes, but I wanted to let you know, uh, You know, we're obviously excited. We always talk to this guy kind of at the beginning of every season. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so uh, we wanted to kind of kick off the fall movie season, talking about movies that are coming up between now and the end of the year with our movie guru expert, very funny comedian. We always love when he is on our show. Oh, yeah. Joining us via telephone very soon. Will be Mark Ellis. He's here right now. How about a round of applause for Mark Ellis, everybody? Oh,
2: there he is. Thank you. How is my favorite married couple, gentlemen? <laughs>
1: How are you, Ellis?
2: Uh, I'm doing well, boys. I'm doing well, recovering from a summer of somewhat disappointing fare at the movies. So uh, yes. we're very excited about the uh, the fall movie season. Yeah,
1: I did want to ask you, what was the what was the, the big surprise in the summer, the biggest failure in the summer, and your favorite movie this summer?
2: I mean, let, let, let's start with the failure, Steve. You know that's the kind of guy I am. I <laughs> was so disappointed.
1: Enough in, about Gary. Uh,
2: <laughs> and the worst movie of the summer, in my opinion, was the most disappointing, and that was Independence Day Resurgence. Um,
1: was it just too long wait, of a the, wait?
2: it was too long of a wait and it was too bad of a movie like that, bad? It, that that thing could have come out the summer after the original independence day and it would have been just as bad like if nothing about that movie worked uh, a bunch of us uh, went to go see that movie together on thursday night when it opened we were super excited one of my friends uh, actually celebrated their 40th birthday they they turned 40 at midnight so they actually turned 40 watching that movie And afterwards, I told him, I was like, you know what? We all turned 40. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad. It was such a disappointment, man. Because the trailer took me, and the movie just didn't pay off in any way. What about Uh,
0: Suicide Squad? How would you feel about that one?
2: I want to get your take on Suicide Squad. First, I know you're a huge comic book movie hawk. Did you get a chance to check it out? I didn't see it. it,
0: Steve's the the comic book guy.
1: I... Really yeah. did enjoy it. I, I, I think that there's so many people that have these high expectations that it's a summer blockbuster, popcorn, shoot 'em up kind of film. And I enjoyed it. I liked the way that the Joker I, I like the way that the Joker kind of came in and out of the story. Um I liked all the characters. I thought Margot Robbie was great and Will Smith. I was just I, I thought it was a fun mm-hmm. film and I think that people sometimes think that all these all these comic book movies are supposed to come out and be like Star Wars, you know, the reboot, it's like, it's, it's like, no, it's just, why can't it just be fun? And I thought it was really fun. What would you think?
2: Well, yeah, I say I thought the utilization of Joker was great. I thought his relationship with Harley Quinn was awesome to watch. I, I was so happy that Will Smith did that instead of Independence Day. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> um, but uh, here's what I said about Suicide Squad. I said I loved Suicide Squad, the team. The movie that that team was in, I thought was okay, and it lost me towards the end with Enchantress as the villain doing an Axl Rose in 89 impression. It's just like, nothing about that third act really worked for me, but I did love the team, so I'd love to see another Suicide Squad movie, because the old Davis, I thought, was great in setting that team up.
1: Well, even like the Batman-Superman, okay, I went and saw it in a movie theater, I thought, oh, okay, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty good. It's not as, everybody's making it seem like it's the biggest travesty in the world. It was a good movie. So as soon as the extended it's comes not out. not
2: travesty.
1: Yeah, I saw the extended yeah. cut. It comes out. I'm like, this is awesome. Why didn't this come out? But I understand that the running time, you don't want it to go see Lord of the Rings. But I think people wouldn't have minded seeing a three-hour Batman versus Superman film. If that had come out, I don't think it would have gotten the press that it did.
0: If it was a travesty, it would have been yeah, on TBS.
1: okay. <laughs> what did you think Alice? <laughs> jesus gary
2: uh, i actually just got a chance to check out the ultimate edition of batman v superman and i thought it was better but the crux of my issue with that is still the uh the whole both of our moms have the same name so that's why we're not killing each other and i just can't get over it Steve. i cannot get over
1: it <laughs> well what are, what are you looking forward to this fall because i gotta be honest with you other than Rogue One, I really have no idea what's even coming out the, the, this uh, this holiday season or going in the fall. I just have no clue. Well, I'm
2: happy. I'm so happy I dialed this number today so I can invite you guys. This random all call. Of the greatness yeah. that is coming out. But you guys got to make me, you and Gary have to make me a promise. I want you guys to go see movies together this fall. Oh, we I should. want you guys to be friends in the theater. I want selfies.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, actually, Stephen and I just did see a movie together. We saw Don't Breathe. Uh, I don't know. Would that be yeah! considered? Would that be considered? That would that would still be considered a summer movie because that was released before September. That was an August movie. It's a
2: movie. summer movie. Yeah. And, it, Gary, I, I, I got to tell you, the, the, the last part of the summer, it, it wasn't like Frank Reich playing against the Oilers. Like It wasn't that good of a comeback, but we got Kubo and the Two Strings, we got Hell or High Water, and we got Don't Breathe, which were three really great late entries that saved the summer somewhat for me. Um, Yeah, I loved it. I thought
0: it was really good. My my, my problem, I don't like going to movies with Steve, and I'm not going to lie because I always get a little worried that there's going to be some douche that is either on a phone or chatting a little bit during the movie, and Steve gets very angry very quickly. And we were at a movie one time, and I think there was a guy who was just talking casually to his girlfriend during a preview. During the preview, and Steve just blew up. And I'm like... Shit's about to go down. And I'm like, I'm not the one who's pulling off my sandals and helping out here. <laughs> what so, are you
1: talking about? We were at a
0: movie once, and somebody was talking during a preview, and you're like, knock it off, because you Why said— Why don't you
1: tell them— Okay, so, Ellis, you know you go true, to Arclight, though. and they make the announcement before the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell them what you said to the to the person coming out? We're, we'll be over on the side for sound quality and right, all that stuff. And, right. then, and then what did you say in front of everybody? Uh,
0: I went with Steve and his wife and another buddy to go see Don't Breathe. The theater was absolutely empty. The woman from Arclight comes in, makes the announcement, says, hey, listen, you know the, the movie's about to start. It's an hour and 30 minutes. If you need any help or assistance, I'll be over here on the left. And I raised my hand and I said, wow, this place is really empty. What time is the Steve Byrne show?
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> what do we have coming up,
0: Ellis? And she said who, and then it all okay. into place. What don't is... go see a movie with Steve. Oh, he gets very God. angry if you don't it. What's coming attention. out in
2: the fall? It, just please let me give a speech to your 50th wedding anniversary. That's all I have. <laughs> There's actually a movie that I think you guys are going to love for Steve because it's going to shut the rest of the audience up because there's going to be so much action. And Gary, I think you'll think this as well, is that it's a remake, but it's a good, well-deserved remake. The Magnificent Seven comes out. The new version is directed by Antoine Fuqua, who did Training Day, who did The Equalizer. He brings Denzel Washington back in a lead role. You have Chris Pratt in there, Ethan Hawke. It looks like a kick-ass Western. It comes out a couple weeks, actually, September 23rd. Also in September, I had the privilege of seeing Blair Witch tomorrow night. And it comes out wide uh, this Friday. So if you like horror, I think Blair Witch, uh, from all accounts I've heard, it is spectacular. It's the found footage style that we got from the first one. And Magnificent Seventh the week after. It's the right way to kick off um, the fall movie season. And, you know, once we get into October, there isn't like a horror movie I'm really looking forward to. It comes out around Halloween, which is disappointing, but there's a drama that I think really could steal a lot of hearts, and that's The Girl on the Train. Um, It's based on a novel. It's a neat premise. It's a mystery. We don't get a lot of mysteries anymore in movies, and I think this one might be the Gone Girl of this year.
0: Hmm. What about this? I I, I wanted to ask you about this. (laughs) Hmm. The biggest mystery between now and the end of the year is how many tickets Steve will sell. Gary. Let me ask you something, Mark. (laughs) Question. Now, we jumped over this one very quickly, (laughs) but I wanted to ask you about Sully, because Steve and I were talking about that. Did you get to see it in advance, or did you see it at the movies with everybody else?
2: I got a chance to see it in advance, but I saw it at a special IMAX screening, so there were a lot of fans and press people there, so... It was, a, it was an awesome experience to see in IMAX because they really shot the, uh, the actual miracle on the Hudson scenes for IMAX with like, the IMAX cameras and stuff, and you can tell. Yeah, I, I thought it paid off. Uh, there's some elements of the story that I thought could have been better told. But Tom Hanks was magnificent with that mustache. Aaron Eckhart was really good. So <laughs> with, I he's I really got a mustache thought, too, right? <laughs> I it was good.
1: Two good mustaches in that
2: movie. But
0: is that? Did you think it was a little late coming out with that movie? I mean, obviously that happened six years ago. I mean, was that just a little? Because I didn't realize there was all that drama after the the, the plane landed in the Hudson. But I guess there was. But I mean, did 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 it drag on a little too much?
2: It, it, it dragged a little, and it's funny, I was the same way, I remember when that story happened and just thinking what a great pilot this Sully guy is, and then I don't remember hearing anything on the news about the investigation or any of no. that stuff. I was just like, oh, well, he landed on the, ri- I guess he had to land on the river. you know. Like, you know, we didn't really even think that he could have turned the plane back to LaGuardia, and as it turned out, that would have been a, probably a disastrous move.
1: Who's a better pilot, Denzel Washington in flight or Sully mm. Tom Hanks?
2: Oh man, it, it, it's a weird thing to say, but I'm actually going to say that if they're both sober, I'm taking Sully. <laughs> but you give me a drunk Denzel Washington, you give me a Denzel high on blow, I am taking that pilot every time <laughs> over Sully.
0: By the way, Mark, a little fast fact: uh, they shot a lot of the movie Sully. Uh, on the old sound stage that Sullivan and Son was on, stage 19, over at Warner Brothers. <laughs> they shot uh, a lot true? of the plane scene. That is absolutely true. They shot uh, some of the inside of the plane scene uh, on stage 19, which I thought was crazy and ironic that two disasters were shot on stage 19 there we go. over at Warner there Brothers.
1: There you go. Long <laughs> lined so, up for that, Gary. Hey, one
0: survived, what one a, did not.
1: What a payoff. <laughs> Jesus.
2: As much as I love uh, agreeing with Gary on most things, I will say that every time Steve Byrne headlines that Carolines on Broadway, I call it The Miracle on the Hudson. <laughs> half an hour of stand-up comedy.
1: Well, what else do we have to look forward to, Ellis, in uh, November, uh,
2: December? I, I, yeah, I tease you, boys, with some September-October stuff. In November, the big movie uh, for comic book fans is going to be Doctor Strange. It's a Marvel property. It's a little bit lesser known. And it's being directed by Scott Derrickson, who comes from a horror background. Um, he's done a lot of neat horror movies over the years. So taking a guy who has that in his wheelhouse and transferring that into a comic book, particularly a Marvel range, where there's going to be some lighter moments, a sense of humor. I think it's going to be the right blend. And Benedict Cumberbatch, Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh, Tilda Swinton as the, um, the ancient one. That re- everything I've seen from that film so far looks promising. There's a smaller movie that not a lot of people have heard about called Arrival. And it's not THE Arrival, the 94 film with Charlie Sheen with the creepy goatee, This is (laughs) Arrival, and it's got an alien-like premise to it. We're not really sure from the trailers. It's directed by Denny uh, Villeneuve, who also did Prisoners. Um, He's done some really intense work in the past, and I think Arrival is going to be him taking that intensity into a sci-fi genre. And there's a trailer that just got released a couple weeks ago for it. Looks really exciting and creepy. Then you also have Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is, Taking place in the Harry Potter universe, but it's 70 years before the events of Harry Potter. So I think that one's going to be the big breadwinner, along with Doctor Strange, right before Thanksgiving.
0: What about Ouija Two? <laughs> I mean, the reason I asked this, Mark, is because I there was two pretty good horror films this summer: Conjuring Two and Lights Out. Would yep. you agree? Both were pretty decent, yep. right? I I didn't. We got lo- a
2: great summer of horror, and I throw Don't yeah. in there too. We we really got a nice trifecta with horror.
0: Yeah, there were some good ones. I I, I didn't love the first Ouija, uh, Ouija board movie. I was wondering how the second one would be.
2: Uh, I I don't. I, I wouldn't say get your hopes up. <laughs> 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 because it comes out like the week before Halloween, and, and that's what I was alluding to because you have that, and you also have Rings coming out, which is like in the Ring universe, um, and that comes out, I believe, the day before Halloween. And I, as much as I love the first The Ring movie and Ring-Goo, the movie is based off of – I saw the trailer for Rings, and I got to tell you, it just looked dull and it looked like a cash grab. Ouija, um, Origin of Evil, it's something where it takes place back in the day, and this is like maybe the first time a Ouija board try to kill somebody, but it, it just seems like you can either go see that the week before Halloween. Or you can go see Tyler Perry's Boo, Madea Halloween, <laughs> and probably get the same bang for your buck. So, you know. I know I know. Uh, that's can,
1: can I ask you, what is the best <laughs> Tyler Perry Madea film? Because I assume you've got to see these. I've never seen one. Is there one that's, are they entertaining? I, I, I have no idea. I, I'm not going to slam it. I know that they come out all the time. But is there one that is actually pretty awesome? Or I, I just have no clue.
2: You have to look at these movies because the first two were taken somewhat seriously and then the last one, it's like now they're, just, they're, they're embracing the fact that they had jumped the shark years ago. So It's like a like a black
1: Ernest goes jail. to camp or something, right? <laughs> like those Ernest movies. Exactly. That's what yeah. they remind because
2: me of. Ernest went to jail, and when, and Ernest going to jail is arguably the best Ernest movie. And I think when <laughs> Medea went to jail, it was the best Medea movie because they knew what a what, what a silly ride this was, and they had some fun with it. Having said all that, I don't think you need to go see a Medea Halloween. I think you save your money for what's coming out, if not in November. There's a couple movies in December that we all know we need to save our money for. All
0: right, what
1: are the ones in December we got to get pumped Can I ask something forward? really quick? Oh, I wanted fuck. to know if, if
2: anybody still uses a Ouija
0: board other than Steve's management.
1: Okay. <laughs> Alice,
2: what do Will we have Steve to look forward to this in December? <laughs> Conjuring the dead spirits of a fallen TV show, which I love, Sullivan's son, you You've always known that about Hey, there's the guy. Um, okay, I, I'm not back with you, Gary. <laughs> I, I think something that everybody is going to be looking forward to, and you guys know who you're talking to right now. Yes. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. The trailers look fantastic. It, it takes place just before the events of Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope. So the beginning of A New Hope is the Star Destroyer that's chasing Princess Leia the and Corvette because they have the stolen plans for the Death Star. Rogue One is the story of how those rebels stole those plans. So it's got like a, uh, like a Valkyrie feel to it. They, they actually have production members that work on more movies like Saving Five Orion, Black Hawk Down, Hero Dark Thirty. This is gonna be the darkest, most intense Star Wars film that's come out. I don't think a lot of our heroes are gonna make out of this thing alive. And one of the big reasons for that is because Darth Vader is back on screen as one of the members of the Empire, trying to stop the rebels from stealing their plans.
1: And what have you heard anything at all whatsoever about the film? Because I know we've all got the teaser trailer, then we got the trailer, and other than that, I you know usually with some of these movies, it's leaked how you know it's good, it's not good, whatever. They they did some reshoots or whatever, and those rumors always could go one way or the other. What have you heard?
2: I mean, my take on on reshoots is that I don't care. I really don't care about reshoots. It's like writing a paper in college. It doesn't matter if your paper is good the week before you turn it in. It doesn't matter if it's dog crap. As long as the paper is good, by the time it's on the teacher's desk, we're fine. So if they're still shooting Rogue One stuff, I don't care if Rogue One sucks on December 15th. As long as it's a good movie on December 16th when it comes out, I am going to be thrilled. And all accounts are that Lucasfilm is thrilled with what they have right now. And I think you're going to start seeing a big push, as we know them to do with, you know, toys and trailers and commercials and all that stuff. Yeah. Rogue One is going to be the hit of the Christmas season. Um, but don't sell Assassin's Creed short either, because that's based on the popular video game franchise. That comes out five days after Rogue One. So that movie and another film with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence called Passengers is like a science fiction love story that I think might hit the right tone around Christmas. So. It's going to be a good uh, holiday season. I think, I, I didn't
0: even realize, too, Mark, I just saw this, that Strangers 2 is coming out.
2: Uh, They're working on Strangers 2. The, uh, the Strangers with, like, you know, the burlap sacks and the trick in homes and stuff like that. They're, there's been scripts that have been floating around. It seems like they finally—I believe they already had a release date before they even started working on it. But I think that they're starting to get the contracts locked in, and that movie— is so terrifying. That was one of those films that oh my people didn't know was coming out and as soon as you see the trailer and you just see that head pop out in the background, you're like, I am going to lose my mind. That's one that I want you guys to see together and hold each other.
0: Okay? <laughs> no, well, the, the, the great thing about the original Strangers is just that knock on the door at like 3 a.m., and, and, and yeah. the girl answers. Like, it's just so freaky. Usually when that
1: happens to you at the hotel room on the road, it's a tranny that you order on a <laughs>
0: <laughs> On Backpage. Ellis. Could you imagine somebody breaks into your house and they just force you to listen to Steve's DVD? You're like, get me the fuck out of here. Oh, okay.
2: Usually, and, and, and here's what happens. With my, this is my experience on the road, is that usually when I get a knock on my door at three in the morning, it's Steve Burns telling me to stop eating macaroni so fast or else I'm going to choke.
1: Wow, he's going old school uh, Ellis Come on, you I don't work the road joke. Ellis, we love you we I have thank a one thing you. I would like to ask Mark What's that? Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, we <laughs> recently lost uh, somebody that was very, very important in the movie community Gene Wilder And I just recently, yeah. again, watched Blazing Saddles Which was absolutely fantastic What was one of your favorite uh, Gene Wilder movies? So many of them Which one would
2: you say was your favorite? Uh, I'll go a little off book here because obviously Willy Wonka is something that everybody loves to death, as well as Young Frankenstein and Simon Blazing Saddles. The movies that he did with Richard Pryor, the, their chemistry is arguably better than any of those other on-screen pairings that get more love. Like you know, whether it's a lethal weapon movie or Rush Hour or whatever it is, them together in something like Silver Streak was so good. And they they just played off each other. So look, different senses of humor, different backgrounds and the way that they meshed together. Those guys knew they had something special and it still holds up to this day. He is an all time great.
0: Yeah, I mean, just that Silver Streak was uh, part comedy, part drama, I mean, a guy right. hanging from the train. So much great stuff. I mean, I it, it's amazing. Willy Wonka. I mean, mm-hmm. he had so many great movies. And I was just curious what your favorite was.
2: Yeah, and he also won an Emmy for uh, his popping on Will and Grace in 2003, which which I went back and watched uh, when I heard that he passed away. And the guy is just so talented; he's just so good.
0: Well, Mark, we can't thank you enough for joining us for our quarterly movie sneak preview. <laughs> we appreciate it. What do you uh, What do you think about what Steve's got coming up? Anything? <laughs>
2: I'm actually going to be, speaking of, of solely I'm actually going to be in New York for a Comic-Con. And I, oh. uh, I'm headlining the New York Comedy Club Thursday, October 6th. I have two shows uh, running my new hour that is mostly old speed burn hours. So, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> come out and... Be my tribute
0: to me <laughs> I didn't know
2: uh, the New York Comedy Club
0: did bringers. That's fantastic.
1: Gary, Jesus up. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's our guest. <laughs> Ellis, we love you. We cannot thank you enough for calling in. By
0: the way, he never comes into the studio. We have a nice care
2: package that he's, we give our he's, guests.
0: He's filming something today. Oh, okay. Well,
1: yeah, he's got to go. Ellis, we love you. Thank you, buddy.
2: Love you, boys. Save the care packages. I'll pick them all up next time. We will.
1: You got absolutely. It, buddy.
0: Bye, bud. Take we love care. you. <laughs> Some good stuff coming up, I, but I will say there is some truth to that about going to see a movie with you. You're very aggressive. Oh, shut when up. You are. That is very, very true.
1: Steve. This has been the Gentleman's Dojo yeah. Summer Movie Preview going into the fall, winter. I think everybody's just save your money for Rogue One.
0: What? Oh, I just wanted to throw a shout out of a show that we're doing together. Oh, God. Uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday. Yep. You and I will be at the Comedy Store, 1145. Judging Roast Battle. That's right. So we're very, very excited about that. So check that out on September the 13th. Judging Roast Battle at the Comedy Store. Steve Byrne, Gary Cannon, The Gentleman's Dojo. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and our guest, Mark Ellis, in our fall sneak preview of the movies. Goodbye.